What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Key. Thank you for returning to From Key to You. Y'all know how we get down here. It's just me giving, you know, the best commentary that one could possibly give. But today is going to be a little different. I'm actually uh, recording two days earlier than usual. I normally do do a live recording on uh, Tuesday and then I release it to the public. But because I felt the urge to uh, get on here earlier to give y'all something different. So typically for the past seven episodes, I have come up with um, different topics to talk about, things that I think um, you know, regular everyday people speak on amongst themselves. But tonight, I wanted to uh, dive into a topic, but actually make this episode a story time. So I know all of y'all are familiar with YouTube and YouTubers doing doing the little story times and shit, and they be like clickbait. This ain't clickbait, baby. This is gonna be a like legit. I ain't bleeping nobody's name out. Story time. And I don't know. I'm in in my room right now. And I was listening to our upstairs neighbors going at it. And from what I gathered, uh, it's a couple. And it's a female and a male. And it seemed like the woman was going off. I think she caught her old boy cheating. And I'm like, yo, it's like a spirit of cheating going around. And I need, like, to anoint everybody <laughs> with some words of wisdom and love. Because it just ain't right. But that being said, get ready for my first kickoff story time episode. I'm really finna go in. And uh, yeah, I hope y'all ready for what I'm about to share with (laughs) y'all. Again, it's me, Key, and this is From Key to You. Yeah, we here. We we not we well we live. We not live on Tuesday. <laughs> it's a Sunday night, winding down from the day. I had a long shoot. I was covered in coconut oil. I actually cannot wait to release these photos. It's gonna be dope. And uh, tomorrow I'm supposed to be on set for a music video. I will not release who I'll be on the set with because we're still trying to finalize everything. So I felt you know. It'd be cool to spend this time sharing something that I don't think I've shared with anybody except one person. So, you know, I want people to feel like I'm in the room with them having these conversations. So I'm not going to apologize for my transparency. I want people to relate to me. I want you guys to trust me. And know that um, I'm coming to you with honesty. And I'm just, I'm here. I'm see-through. I ain't got nothing to hide. And I just love to share my experiences with people. Because I love people's reactions to a lot of the shit I've done or have experienced. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I thought it'd be cool to share the one time... 
I was dating a married guy. <laughs> it don't even sound right coming off my lips. <laughs> Yo, and before any of y'all start coming at me, I did not know this man was married. Did not know this man um, had a wife, was in a union with someone. This was something that I was able to catch way before things kicked into gear. So I'm going to go ahead and go to the beginning. I'm going to start from the beginning and I'm going to go ahead and paint this very hilarious but lesson worthy picture for y'all. So I had booked a shoot with my favorite photographer, Michael Rodriguez. Rod. Rodriguez, y'all, I be having like issues pronouncing that last name for whatever reason. But shout out to Michael, he is like one of the dopest, most down to earth people in the world who takes his craft seriously. And yeah, for those of y'all who don't know him, I always tag him in my stuff. So get ready because we made some magic today, actually, which is pretty dope. But anywho, it was our first time shooting. I was really hyped. For those of you, um, who are friends of mine y'all know I used to have to like commute all the way from Santa Clarita to the valley and then from the valley to downtown y'all that is literally the longest trip like it's almost like taking a road trip to Vegas okay from LA so (laughs) a long commute had to spend all morning getting up getting ready um, prepping my makeup for the day making sure my cone rolls excuse me we're tight and then I had to take one bus to the uh bus depot get on a commuter bus get down to the uh, North Hollywood take a train get off the train and then take an uber to this uh to the studio wonderful shoot first time shooting great chemistry got a lot of amazing shots that a lot of y'all have shown love for on Instagram and you know, by the time we were done, it was probably going on, I'm going to say like eight, eight or nine, because I do remember it was dark by the time I walked out of the studio. Um, yeah, it was about eight or nine. Took an Uber down back to Union Station. Mind you, I literally spent half of my day getting to the LA area, Okay. So I'm pretty, like, tired. I've traveled. I've shot for, like, two hours. I'm worn. All right? I'm worn out. Um, For those of you who are in L.A. and who are familiar with the public transit system here, after, like, 8 o'clock, the train runs, like, every 20 minutes, which is a pain in the ass because depending on what, you know, direction you're going it may take a little longer for the trains to depart so I'm getting I'm walking to the station I get down to the bottom underground I get to the uh, red line and I start to get my card out and I'm struggling so I'm like fuck like where's my card I can't find my tab card I finally get it I get to the machine I'm loading my card up so during that time I look up to check the time and I'm like oh I got a couple of minutes. Let me slow down. You know, it's not going to go anywhere right now. I see this light skinned dude with like a short fro. I'm like, oh, he's kind of cute. You know, 
I had no intentions of going up to this man and, you know, you know, proposing anything like, hey, big boy, (laughs) fancy meeting you here at the Union Station. Like, I'm not that forward, okay? But I did, I recognized his, you know, handsomeness and his charm from a distance. I'm like, oh, you're you're cute, you're right, You, you can get it. Lord, for everything in me, I can't think back to like how we even, you know, started up a conversation. But I believe he noticed me looking at him and he looked at me and I was getting ready to go down the stairs. I want to say he stopped me to ask a question. I don't know if he was asking for like a quarter or he was no 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 no. he was asking to see what time the next train left there we go and I don't think he was paying attention to the monitors because clearly you know that's how you can check what time would you know trains come so I let him know like hey it the train comes at this time but you know if you need to look for yourself there's a screen up there he goes oh you know I'm just waiting because um I have a date that I met on Tinder and I think I got stood up. And I was like, oh, bum, like that sucks. So we start talking. I start inquiring about the date and I'm like, well, you know, what time was the date supposed to be here? He's like, oh, well, she was supposed to be here like 30 minutes ago, 45 minutes ago or something like that. She's not here, she's not picking up, whatever. And after he explained his disaster of, you know, a date and being stood up, he then proceeds to compliment me. And I return the same compliments. I mean, he was a cute guy, very attractive, very nice voice, loved the way he was looking at me. I was like, you know what? Okay. I said, well, you know what? I said, since your date flaked on you, how about I be your date tonight? Listen, okay. This was about two years ago, and um, I was probably in the one of the worst relationships ever known to man. <laughs> we were totally on a break, so I was by myself. We weren't dating; we were broken up. So I felt, I, I felt like. Yo, as usual, y'all know what happens. Technical difficulties take place, but we're back. So, Tinder date. Flakes on my man. We get to talking. He's fine. He thinks I'm fine. His voice was like flowing caramel on a Twix commercial, okay? I could not turn down this fine, young, light, Steph Curry man down alright I had to take him up I had to say something and he was very hype when I asked well would you mind if I replaced your Tinder date okay honey we were out quicker than Flo Jo at the Olympics okay like chucked up the deuces to the train station and dipped so we were walking up the escalator we're talking we're talking flirting honey at this point I hadn't touched anybody in so long I hadn't felt affection in so long I was very um you know 
<laughs> I pushed myself to touch this person. I was hands on the shoulder. You know, he'd make a joke. I'd, you know, gently graze my hand on him. You know, I was just doing the most. So we finally make it out the train station. Let me tell y'all, Union Station, it takes a minute to walk about that thing because it's really big. And if you're coming from the red line, honey, if you're walking toward like the loading dock where people are getting picked up, it's about a good 10 minutes before you get out that place. And he happened to park on that side. So we spent the entire walk talking, getting to know each other. It's beautiful. We get outside. He had a little Honda Civic. Definitely in the early 2000s version. It was a very early 2000s model. I wasn't judging because I had no car. Honey, I just busted out here all morning. Like, I'm happy you have a vehicle right now. Um, Wasn't the cleanest, but it seemed like he'd be on the run all the time. So all of his stuff was in the car. But he was a he was a gentleman. He opened the door for me. He cleared all his junk. And um, it wasn't like he had trash in his car. He had like his Mac computer. Um, it's like he had his work in his car with him, and that was one um, key element that made me like, hmm, okay, what do you have going on in your life? We get to talking in the car. Um, what? helped us click instantly was that we were both birth we were both churchgoers he played the piano I I was a a praise dancer and I was somewhat in the choir (laughs) most but mainly known as a a praise dancer we talked about the church we went to I believe he played for a service at my church long before we met each other and I mean, that was our way of bonding, was talking about church, which is also funny. And keep this in mind. Keep keep that one part in mind. This boy, is a, he plays the piano for his church, goes to church every Sunday, and all that jazz. Anywho, we get in the car. He's like, so, like, what do you want to do? I was like, well, what were you, what were you planning to do with your date? He was like, oh, go get food, maybe get a couple of drinks. I said, well, then let's just go get some drinks. You know, I've already ate. I'm not hungry. And, you know, let's go ahead and get it popping. So we drive down to downtown LA. I wish I could recall the, like, the entire conversation, but I can't. Oh, goodness gracious. I can't recall the entire conversation. But the energy in that car was, uh... Let's just say we can both... Well, I was very... (laughs) I was ready for anything, okay? If this boy wanted to pull over and do a little something-something, I was probably going to be down with it because it had been so long. Anywho, we get downtown. There's a small little bar that's on 7th. And I want to say it's near Hope or maybe a few blocks down and it's a little hole in the wall you you'll you can you'll miss it just by walking by it it's in between a whole bunch of other shit so we park we had to park far away because there wasn't parking near the bar we park um up he stopped 
to brush his teeth in the car. And I was like, oh, so you, you, why are you trying to kiss kiss later on? Okay, I feel you. Should go ahead and do your thing. Um, closed the door up, locked it. We, you know, we were there waiting to put money in the meter. And then we start walking. We get to walking. And uh, he gets a phone call. And he tells me, you know, go ahead and walk up. You know, you walk up before me. You know, it's all good. I got to take this phone call. As soon as he answers the phone, it's like all this yelling, this going back and forth. And from what I gathered, it had something to do with a child. So he hangs up. He comes closer to me. He was like, I, I, you know, I'm so sorry. He was like, um, my baby's mama. She just, like, I have a kid. It's okay. Well, shit, that's cool. I'm just now meeting you. I don't care about your personal life um, that much yet. But I get it. It's all good. Rest of the walk down to the bar, we're holding hands, talking some more. Just, you know, the basics of what you do on a first date. Like, hey, so what's your favorite color? What do you do for a living? Where do you live? Um, And mind you, I'm not asking any questions of, do you have a girlfriend? Do you have a wife? Because you just told me you were waiting for a Tinder date and the bitch stood you up. So in my mind, that's already answered that question. You know what I mean? Like, you're here waiting for a date. I have no reason to think that you would be here waiting for a Tinder date if you had a wife. But I was wrong. So, we get to the bar. We order some, uh, so we got some white wine. I forgot we, I think I ordered Chardonnay. I forgot where, I forget what he got. And it was a booth table. I sat across from him. And then he asked me, you know, why are you so far away from me? Like, why can't you come closer? Hey, boy, you know, shut your ass up and bring your light ass over here to my side. Because I'll miss you halfway. It's okay. Well, you know, he's doing a little playful thing, having a good time. We get to drinking and we watching the game. Um, was Golden State Warriors on? I feel like he's watching basketball. Yeah, Golden State Warriors is playing somebody. But the bar wasn't, like, popping like that, so we can hear the game. We're sitting there into it. We got into talking about this app that he was trying to develop with a friend and his engineering dreams and whatnot. I shared that I was going to Howard and getting ready to leave. Just all this jazz. All this jazz. Then... We leave that, we leave the bar, and it's late at this point. I was like, would you mind taking me home? You know, I'm pretty much would be stuck here because the, the trains have stopped running, the commuter bus stopped running, and I would just need help. He goes, of course, you know, that's what I planned on doing. I said, cool. Takes me all the way back to Santa Clarita. He drops me off. And, you know, we got the kissy kiss thing on, got the little cop and feel here and there. Like, you know, I don't waste no time, especially if I already know what I'm feeling and what I want to get popping. I'm going to make it pop and I'm going to make it do what it do and not feel shameful about it either. So uh, that was that night. Like we concluded it with a whole bunch of loving, not loving like that, but loving like that. All right. And (laughs) 
left him very melted and I do that I've done that to to a lot of people that I um, have had the chance to get to know in the past and I pride myself in that because I feel like I'm everyone's kryptonite sometimes (laughs) and in this case I was definitely somebody's kryptonite because he wasn't supposed to have it kissed kissed some more I said, you know what? I got to go. I got work in the morning. Da, 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 da. He said, cool. We had already exchanged numbers. He's, I'll give you, I'll give you a call like tomorrow. I said, cool. I get in. We already texting like back and forth. Not nothing heavy. Woke up the next morning. Got a good morning text. Or I sent a good morning text. And then that was that. We didn't talk, you know, off the bat. Just back and forth all day. So a couple days go by because we don't hang out immediately after. We're talking like every night, texting throughout the day, but only talking on the phone at night. And if we couldn't talk, he was at rehearsal for church, which I found odd. I'm like, okay, not odd as in, oh, you shouldn't be at church rehearsing, but it's like, uh, every night you rehearsing for one day, like I, for to perform one day in front of people y'all always see, you know, it's weird. I want to say maybe a week after that date, we had a second date. Now, keep in mind, we went out that first night and he had me walk ahead of him to have this this conversation over the phone where he was yelling. Something in my heart was like, if that's a baby mama, I believe there's something more to that relationship. And he hasn't shared it, you know. But I kept it, I kept it, I left it alone and I I kept to my business. So our second date comes around and we go to the movies. We went to go see a horror movie. We went to go see Rings, uh, Rings. Terrible movie, terrible, terrible movie for any of y'all who've seen it or haven't. If you haven't seen it, don't waste your time. Don't even watch it online. It's, it sucked. Went to go see that. And we were (sighs) booed up, you know, instantly. Like, it was no problem holding hands, you know, caressing each other and all that jazz. You know, nobody's rushing for a relationship here, but it definitely felt like, okay, I'm going to keep seeing you on a regular. You know what I'm saying? Like, I might drop a couple of hoes here and there for you because you seem cool. We get up in the theater, movie's going, we chilling, a little cop on the booty, you know, a little, a little squeeze on the right cheek and whatnot, all right, I, I see you, shit, you go ahead and cop away, all right, you go ahead and cop away. <sighs> he had his, his phone on him, of course, and it rung a couple of times, and the first two times he got a phone call, he didn't answer them. I said, you know, as you shouldn't, because we're in the movie. His phone rings again, and he picks up the phone call. Not in the theater. Well, yeah, in the theater, but he, he takes off out of the theater to take this phone call. And I thought that was very, very strange. I said to myself, now, if it's one of your homeboys... Or somebody that you're friends with and you're on a date 
with a bad mama jamma, you ain't finna answer shit. You finna put that thing on mute and be like, I'ma holla at y'all later. I'm out. Right? Now, if it's like a death in the family or something, you know, or something drastic happened, he would have returned and he would have been like, hey, we gotta go. You feel me? But he had left for a couple of minutes and he comes back and he sat back down like nothing happened. I said, okay. I distanced myself a bit for the rest of the night while we were watching the film because I'm like, yo, like, why did you just leave? And, and, and the question wouldn't escape me for nothing. It, it stuck with me. So the movie's over. We're walking out. You know, we're talking about how terrible the movie was and all this. And we get in the car and he takes me home. Mind you, again, it's late. We're going out. It's late. It was a late showing. We had all day to do something. But you came at night whatever though I guess dates work like that he drops me off you know I shook it off I'm like maybe you know maybe you're not doing anything get to kissing get to rubbing all that jazz you know I got a little treat that I deserved and we we chill for a minute you know Something had happened, and I think I, I I think I had asked like you know why, all right why like we only chilling at night, you know what I'm saying like you only calling me later on in the day like when it's you know like wind down so I'm like I don't ever hear from you like during regular hours like and you kind of make me feel like I'm just some side thing or whatever like you like you keeping me on low from somebody like I'm like you got a girlfriend. And he was like, I don't have a girlfriend. I said, cool. I said, then, you know, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. He goes, but I am married. I'll repeat. This man told me, but I am married. And as soon as the words left his lips, honey, every part of me was turned off, was done, and was ready to get out of that car. Okay? Every part of me. But you, you're married. Now, I was 21. Uh, Byron, which was his name, I want to say was 26, 26, 27 years old. He was just like, because I don't want people to think it's like this old ass 40-year-old black dude with a, you know, all this money and shit. This is a regular, smegular dude, still in his 20s. You know, I ain't, I, this is still wrong, but it ain't nobody that y'all think is like famous, none that this is like a regular nigga. So he goes, but it's not what you think. Like, you know, we not working out. Like we, we getting, we have problems. And I was like, no, as soon as those words escaped his mouth, I, I, I couldn't believe it. Y'all, I couldn't believe I was hearing what I was hearing. And I was like, yo, like everything makes sense. The little hints that I was trying to ignore make sense. You calling at night, you only texting here and there throughout the day, but you're consistent when it's evening time. You know what I mean? And then the first night I met you, it was late. 
during the week. You feel me? During the week. Well, it was a Friday night. Excuse me. It was a Friday night. But just it was so odd. It was, it was so odd. You know, the phone calls you got and the phone call you got at the movie theater was weird. Like you, you dipped out for a minute. You came back and say not a word. You didn't like nothing. So crazy to me. And when he told me that he was married, I was like, uh-uh. Mm-mm. There's no fucking way this can, this can continue. I told him, delete my number. Block me if you have to. I said, but don't ever call me again. And he was trying his best to stop me. Like, no, don't leave. I'm, nope, I'm good. And I got out of his Honda Civic. And I walked up to my door. I got my keys. And I walked in the house. And locked the door behind me. And I blocked his number that night. And that was the last I had ever heard of that man. Y'all, when I tell you the fact that y'all niggas still out here creeping around like that is nuts. It's nuts. I'd kill my nigga if he ever in his natural born life would do some shit like that. And I find out about it. The sad part was, oh, girl probably didn't even have any idea. And if she did, damn. You feel me? But I feel like it it was more likely that she didn't know. You out here getting Tinder dates, nigga? And you're married with the child? Like, come on. I just thought that I, I couldn't get it out of my mind that night. I'm laying there like, damn, man. You had some not. You had the softest lips too, nigga. You was cute. You was attractive. You feel me? But you out here cheating on your lady? That ain't hot. That ain't sexy. And I, I look back to that moment. I'm like, I wonder why I'm so sensitive to you know the topic and and trying my best to avoid that shit because. A nigga tried to put me in that place to be a side piece. And honey, I'm not built, nor will I ever be the type to be a fucking side bitch. Ever. And for any women out there who can, who are okay with being one, who are okay with their... I, I don't understand it. You know, we talk about, you know, it, the, well, the man knows he's married... You know what? We that is absolutely correct. But to the women, when you find out a motherfucker is married, you need to run for your life. Take off. Don't sit up there and then keep going at it. And then when shit hit the fan, be like, "Well, I ain't the one that was married, but honey, you knew he was married and you still played along." That's the crazy part. Well, we, we be forgetting that it be some women who know the nigga married. Either the nigga done told them or they, they found out and you still playing the game. For what? As soon as he told me he was married, I, I felt so bad for his lady. Yo nigga here dropping a whole other woman off while you at home with your son that what 
that calls for a whole ass whooping. You need to get hurt. You need to be taught a fucking lesson. Like now that I think about it now. To even imagine mine pulling some shit like that. My nigga ever think about cheating on me? He better get his casket ready. And I hope he got his tombstone laid out the way he wants it. Because that's on my mind. If that's what's on your mind is to cheat. If cheating is what you want to do, then killing you is what what I'm going to do. Period. You're going to get hurt. It's, it's, it's a cold world out here, man. I'm just telling y'all. I know it's, it's a random story time, bro, but I had to share this moment because I've just been hearing all types of horror stories for the past couple of days. And I'm like, bruh, man, love yours and love yours truly for real. As usual, it is always a pleasure to, it's always with pleasure (laughs) to share and talk with y'all. This was a very quick story time episode. I thought it'd be cool to share this story with y'all. I am a little out of, uh, out of whack right now, but I still wanted to share this with everybody. I thought it would be funny and also be a little bit more enlightening for those of you who might be in that position. And might not know, but my my advice to you is to pay attention to the signs, pay attention to the red flags, because they are there to help you before you make a mistake. <laughs> but anyway, I'll see y'all next week with episode nine. As as usual, with it's with love, it's with peace, and with light. This is your girl Key, and this is from Key to You. Peace. Thank you.